Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. This is Pastor Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. And I am so grateful for you listening today to the podcast. We, over the last few podcasts, I believe the last eight podcasts, have been dealing with the subject of the armor of God out of Ephesians chapter number six. And I want to go back to that again today one final time. And uh, we have looked at the enemy and we have talked about the equipment and uh, looked at all of the different things that... Uh, the Apostle Paul mentioned in the armor of God. And I want to go back to verse number 10, where the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. So important. Be strong in the Lord. And then he goes on to talk about the armor. And he begins to elaborate on the armor and the enemy. But it ends after he talks about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God in verse number 17. He goes right into the next verse, verse 18, saying, praying, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto for all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Did you see how he started the battle? Be strong in the Lord. And the way he ended the battle, praying always with all prayer. See, we've got to analyze our enemy. We've got to know our enemy. You'll never win a fight unless you know your enemy. And then you've got to utilize your equipment. And that's where he looked at all those pieces of that Roman soldier's armor. But the third thing is you've got to realize your end. We are promised success. We are promised success. In fact, we already have success. We've already won the war. We've just got to endure the battle that is raging right now. See, once we suit up in the armor and we must put on the whole armor, certainly and completely and confidently put on the armor of God. But once we do that and suit up and dress for success, we've got to realize that it is still not about us and not about our skills and not about our tools but it is all about the Lord. The battle is the Lord's. Now, that's not an excuse uh, for us not to do our part and utilize the armor. We've got to work at that. It's, it's, it, but at the end of the day, the underlying knowledge is that it's up to God when we win the war. A sword, a shield, a helmet, and, and, and the like are totally useless if we have no strength to fight with. And the Lord is our strength. Be strong in the Lord. We must rely on Him. The arm of flesh is going to fail us every time. I cannot do all things, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I don't know how old I will be when I finally master this. Uh, I, I'll just admit on the podcast today that uh, I've been saved for 42 years. And still, uh, after being saved 42 years, 
been preaching since I was nine years old, uh, been in full-time ministry uh, for almost 30 years now, I still fail at this. I still fail at just letting God have his way in my life. And I try to take things on in my own power and my own strength. I mean, how many reminders do I need? I, I ask myself sometimes, when are you just going to realize God is enough? See, dressing for success uh, in the armor, that's a daily occurrence. And and we need to remind ourselves every day to suit up. But then also we need to remind ourselves where the strength is coming from. And so that comes in a daily habit of prayer. We need spiritual energy. We need spiritual strength. We need spiritual power. And that only comes through prayer. I'm reminded when David went down and fought Goliath in the Valley of Elah, he did that without an armor, but he did it with the Lord. Because what it's telling is this, is that you can have the armor, but if you don't have the Lord, it's no good. If you have the Lord and no armor, it, it you'll still succeed in the end, but you may not win the battle. What good is an armor if the body has no strength? I mean, what good is the sword in our hand if we've got no spiritual strength to, to, to wield it? Our feet can look good with the shoes of the gospel, but if we have no spiritual strength to walk the walk, then it doesn't matter if we talk the talk. It's one thing to know you've got the righteousness of Christ as a breastplate, but the real question is, does anyone else know that you have it? And they won't if you don't live it, and it takes spiritual strength to live it out loud. Same is true with the girdle of truth. Knowing and doing, two different things. We can know the truth, but do we walk in the truth? Do we share the truth? Not with the power of God's help and hand. And what good is a helmet? It, it, you know, if the noggin inside is not actively thinking, or if it's asleep, or, or if it doesn't have the mind of Christ and real discipline, uh, we've got to pray for that kind of power. And prayer is where Paul ends this study on the armor. Prayer is where we get the strength. The, the armor could be shiny, but it's just an empty coat of mail that can only be filled with spiritual strength from the Lord. I wish that we would put even 5% of the effort that we put into trying to make things happen instead of just praying that they would happen. If we would just take 5% of that effort that we try to do in the flesh and take just 5% of that and put it in the energy of the Spirit, there's no telling what God could do. It's too often that I, I fall asleep into the deception of Satan. Uh, even after I'm walking uh, in the ways that I should with the Lord, because you know why? Prayerlessness is such a sin. In fact, I believe prayerlessness is an umbrella sin in which every other sin gets dry and cozy, and, and we have to be so careful. Uh, it, 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 you can't continue in a sinful habit if you're regularly talking to God about it. Did you hear what I just said? You can't continue in a sinful habit if you're regularly talking to God about it. And we've got to pray first and then work.
Pray first and then serve. Pray first and then preach. Pray first and then sing. Pray first and then teach. Pray first and then witness. Pray first and then make the decision. I read this, I guess, 25, 30 years ago for the first time. Someone wrote these words, Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest saint upon his knees. And you know what I'm afraid of today in a lot of Christian lives? We've just got empty armor. We've got the armor of God, but there's not prayer that is backing that armor with the strength. We need that communication because prayer gives us energy with which to fight. And it's the communication we have with our commander in heaven for this war. Communication is central in winning the battle. It's vital in winning the battle. I played football in high school, and and like in a football game, you've got to have armor, and you face a formidable foe, and you, you go down there in the trenches, as they say, and go to war and go to battle. Uh, boy, I loved playing football. And you know the coach, I remember my coach in high school, Coach Jim Brown, he was a tough one. And uh, he never one time put on cleats, never one time put on a helmet, never one time put on shoulder pads and a uniform, but he was vital. He was so important. Uh, if you cut the coach out, the, the result's going to be chaos because you've got to have a leader. And communication is key in winning the battle. How much success would you have on the field as a football player and a team if you break the line of communication to the coach? Communication is the key to victory. And if you're walking in defeat today, it could be that the lines of communication have been broken down between you and the spiritual coach, between you and the spiritual general of the war. I like the song, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And that verse, one part of it says, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. How we need prayer. And so that's what Paul says here in these verses. In verse number 18, he has just finished talking about all of these pieces of equipment. And the next word after those pieces of equipment is praying, praying, praying. And there's four alls in verse number 18 that I want to give you as we close. The first thing we find out is we're to pray regularly because he said praying always. We are to pray regularly, praying always. First Thessalonians 5, 17 says pray without ceasing. Now, does that mean we have to pray 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Don't you know that's impossible? I mean, we've got other duties, and we need sleep. And, and I mean, it's just impossible to pray constantly uh, and, and 24 hours a day. What it does mean, though, is that we need to have our heavenly telephone always in service. Use it so often that it is a first plan of action and not a last resort. 
We shouldn't have to start a prayer with, Lord, we come into your presence. You ought to be living in his presence in the first place. We should wake up to prayer. Before our feet hit the floor, we need to recognize the one who gave us another day. And as we get up and begin our day, we should begin it with him, and we should continue it with him, and we should end it with him. Pray regularly. And then the second thing I see is we're to pray correctly. Because he said, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Then you see this little prepositional phrase, in the Spirit. In the Spirit. That's praying correctly. You know, the disciples never asked Jesus to teach them to preach, but they did ask him to teach them to pray. And most most of God's people are in spiritual preschool when it comes to the matter of prayer. We've got a lot to learn. And so we need to learn to pray correctly. How do we pray correctly? In the Spirit. As we pray in the Spirit and through the Spirit, we can pray correctly. Jude said in verse number 20, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Because it's the Spirit that helps us, gives us the words. And sometimes when there are no words, He prays the words without words from our heart with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Bible talks about Him helping our infirmities in Romans 8. When we do not know what we should pray for, He makes intercession for us. Oh, thank God for the Spirit of God that can help us to pray, not just regularly, but correctly. And then there's another all. Always, all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And then notice He said, with all perseverance. We not only need to pray regularly and then correctly, but we need to pray persistently he said with all perseverance some christians just give the prayer bell of heaven a an occasional jerk but if you really want things to happen don't stop ringing the bell until the job's finished i love a couple of the parables that jesus gave about not giving up on prayer until you get the results when it comes to the things that you know are god's will such as a person being saved or walking in victory over sin, we can have confidence to continue to ask, ask, seek, knock. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I love the life of George Mueller. And I read one time where George Mueller prayed 52 years for a man to be saved. 52 years. Do you know what? George Mueller did not see that man saved while he was living. The man got saved after he died. And we live in such an instant world where everything is just at our fingertips, at a snap of a finger. Sometimes God wants us to wait. And so we've got to pray persistently. And then the fourth thing, we're not only to pray regularly and pray correctly and pray persistently with perseverance, but look at the next part, for all saints. We're to pray inclusively. See, we pray a lot about ourselves, but prayer is not just about us. We're also supposed to pray for one another. You're not the only one in the war. 
Your spouse is facing the same forces of Satan. Your children, your parents, your pastor, pastor, your members, your neighbor, your co-workers, fellow believers in Christ. You're, you're not the only one in the war. And you may have it tough today, but may I guarantee there's someone having it tougher. And you're never more like Christ than when you take up the ministry of intercessory prayer. We as soldiers in the Christian army, we can sharpen our skills. We can have the right armor, the right tools. But Paul said, be strong in the Lord at the beginning. And at the end, he said, praying. If we don't fight this battle on our knees, it's just an empty armor. We're in a warfare. We have enemies, the world, the flesh, the devil. And sadly, there's sometimes carnal men and women that will rise up against the church and against Christians as well. And you can tell a lot about a person's weapons. Are you fighting the battle today with spiritual weapons or are you joining in the carnal fight? There's a lot of folks. I, I sometimes get so disheartened when I see God's people on social media with carnal weapons. Folks, our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are spiritual. Put on the whole armor of God and then pray. Put on the whole armor of God and then pray. Rejoice that you have a girdle of truth, a breastplate of righteousness, the gospel shoes of peace. Rejoice that you have a shield of faith, a helmet of salvation, a sword of the Spirit, and then go pray. Otherwise, the armor's just empty. It starts with the Lord, be strong in the Lord, and it ends with praying. Praying always, all, 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 regularly, correctly, persistently, and inclusively. Hey, go out today. If you're listening to this in the morning, you've got a whole day to go out and be salt and be light. If you're listening to this in the evening, focus on tomorrow. I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to walk in victory and I'm going to be salt to purify and I'm going to be a light uh, to bring some sunshine into this world and then go out and live a testimony pleasing to the Lord. Hey, God bless you until the next podcast. This is Pastor Simpson with the Treasures of Truth.